I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Not me, not Hermione, you. <laughs> Look at that, it's fine. <laughs> and this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 98 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. In this episode, we're talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, the newest addition to the MCU. And guys, before we get started, I have to tell you this because it's going to come out sooner rather than later. I do not know how I feel about this movie still. I saw it opening night, which as of recording was four nights ago, five nights ago, and... I've watched a bunch of videos about it. I've read about it. <laughs> I've, and I, I still, I left the theater going, I don't know how I feel about that movie. And I still am not real sure. So instead of leaving this to the end, I wanted to push this to the very front. What did y'all think? Did you, what did you think about the movie? Because I still have a big old question mark over this one. And I'm the biggest MCU fanboy there is. <laughs> and, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know what makes you question it, first of all. Like, what, what's got you all tangled up inside? It was, it was goofy, which I'm for. I knew it was Taika Waititi. I knew it was going to be goofy. Like, Ragnarok had goofy moments, but they were goofy mm-hmm. moments. This movie yeah. felt like Taika Waititi did three lines of cocaine and then was like how many goofy things can I put in a movie and then he just did them all and it was just two hours of goofy after goofy after goofy I think we're in that part of Taika Waititi's career where he's been so successful like he's been so goofy and off you know out of nowhere and it's just always hit but he's so goofy that people have been holding him back yeah. And now he's he's had so much success. Everything he touches turns to gold. That I don't think anybody told him no on this movie. I, I'm with you. It seems like no one was like, "Hey, maybe dial Bring his it back in. a little bit." Yeah. Yeah. Like two notches, just two. Yeah. No, it was very funny and very fun. And there's a bunch of enjoyable stuff and a bunch of great character moments. And like, I I don't have any problem with one scene. And I really like the movie. I'm going to rate it highly, um, just to get that out of the way. But. I do think that there is a lack of through line in the plot, or I should say, I feel like there's a couple different plots going on, and sometimes they get dropped and picked up later, and it's not a very coherent story. Um, it seems like I, when he had the choice of like telling a good story or making a funny joke, he went right. with funny joke every time yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. keep the story going. Um, right. And I love a good bit as much as the next guy. Don't you get sure me do. wrong. Yeah. But I, I, I yeah, do think he, he missed the forest for the trees a couple of times. <laughs> so I will say this. I think I'm going to be the dissenter here of I really liked it. Now, it's okay. not breaking the top 15 by any stretch of the imagination for Marvel movies for me. But okay. I liked it as the one-off type movie that I think Marvel's going to have to start embracing now a little bit from time to time because I don't think that we as viewers at this moment have bandwidth for another 20 arc, you know, 20 movie arc uh, universe. And I think Marvel post Endgame is trying to find themselves a little bit of like, 
okay, what's going to be our foothold? Like, where are we going to find purchase with, with audiences right now? And sure, there was COVID, and sure, there was lack of movie theaters, and yeah, they've had the TV shows. So they, they've had a big, you know, shotgun spray of, of content all over the place. But this, to me, was one of the first movies where they really got back into, hey, we made you an Iron Man. It's fun. It's funny. It can stand by itself. Who knows? Like, there may be more, but you also don't need any more. It just, like, we're going to see if maybe this works out or not. And I, I liked it. Um, it's, I, I'm, I don't want to be too critical of movies, uh, especially Marvel movies, when it's like, hey, it's not in-game, because of course it's not. Like, nothing's ever going to be as good as that emotional catharsis I got watching that movie. There's no way the fourth Thor is going to bring that out of me again, right? <laughs> sure. So they're finding whatever they can. And as a standalone movie, I had a good time. I I thought the soundtrack was great. I thought the acting was great. I thought it was really <laughs> yeah. funny. And I that's why I go to movies, is to have a good time. And I did. So... Yep. My movie watching think, experience was fulfilled. And I think that is maybe the best pro and the biggest con to the movie was it is a standalone movie because it kind of has to be. Has because to be. none of you can't throw Russell Crowe doing an Italian accent as <laughs> Zeus into the other movies. Like it just doesn't yeah. work. But then also now they've thrown that into the universe where we know that's been going on this whole time. I don't know, man. When I walked out of the movie, I first thought like that is like an Ant-Man movie. Like, it's kind of its own little thing. It was goofy. Doesn't really have any effect on the rest of the cinematic universe. It's it's a good little one-off. And then the more that I think about the repercussions of what happened in that movie, I'm like, <laughs> no, that, like, they severely changed a lot of stuff in that movie yeah. for the future uh, or and the past of the MCU. I don't know, man. It was just... I do think, you're right, the soundtrack was killer. Lots of Guns yeah. and Roses. Uh, and then Christian Bale was oh, awesome. Whoa, as let's talk. We, we're going there right now. Let's talk let's about that because Christian Bale did phenomenal. I'm gonna steal Drew's adjective here. He did so good. He got me on like three different jump scares. Yeah, him showing up out of nowhere with his creepy, glowy eyes. He yeah. stole the show. Like he was legitimately terrifying, which was very weird as he like the tone of the movie overall is yeah. goofy fun kind of campy and then they would just have these random like we're gonna cut to this and it's very intense very creepy very like almost it kind of uh yeah. the way he is just so deranged in his head Abducting and children it was <laughs> i was legitimately terrified like three or four times and i was like yeah. he is so good yeah. And it, I think it almost speaks to the, how, to the fact of how captivating his per, uh, performance was and that it didn't fit the rest of the tone of the movie. And I was still able to very much uh, submerge into the atmosphere he was providing and then immediately jump to Thor doing a haha goofy, you know, classic Thor adventure. And then go right back into I'm terrified because Christian Bale's on screen. Like he did so yeah. great. Am I the only one who wishes we had seen Gore the God Butcher actually butcher a god other than the first scene of the movie? 
Yeah, that's the that one knock I was going to give on the character as a whole was not enough God butchering. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Christian Bale. His performance was insane. And, like, he went for it. Like, he did not hold anything back. There's a lot of crazy, maniacal laughing and serious threatening. And he was believable in all of it. But, yeah, I agree with everything that Shaw said. I think y'all are crushing it. Yeah, I don't think he went, like, full Jared Leto Joker, like, mailing, like, dead rats to people. But he did right. apparently terrify the children on set. <laughs> like, they were scared of him. And, you know, like, it, Christian Bale was a star of The Dark Knight which featured Heath Ledger as the Joker, and Heath Ledger kind of stole the show, um, even mm-hmm. though he was the bad guy. And I was kind of getting that feeling like halfway through the movie, like, man, Christian Bale's killing it right now. He's kind of stealing this from Thor. And yeah. then it was 30 straight minutes of Thor making weird like ex-girlfriend jokes about his hammer and <laughs> like 80s music blasting. Amazing. And I was just like, what is happening? I, I kind of feel like they they took a really great Christian Bale performance and just kind of smashed it in there fit pieces of it in there where they could in between like hammer jokes yeah. and 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 sweet child of mine blasting which like i'm for all of that i just feel like we could have balanced it maybe sure, a yeah, little bit yeah but again, i was the worried fact that they're able to to do all of that and he still comes away as a top performer with all the noise going on around him and his performance and it still is able to shine i think that speaks volumes to what he was able to do. Right. Right. I agree. And, and his whole world or I don't know if it's a galaxy. Anyways, the, the colorless zone in the galaxy that they jump into, that was a super cool element. Oh, the shadow the, land. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The shadow realm or whatever yeah. you want to call it. That was so cool as an idea. <laughs> like this movie is so colorful, so bright, so loud. And then to take all of that away, that was go cool. into the evil I, layer. Yeah. I loved the black and white scenes. I thought those were really good. And the little bit of color from the light and how it would give a little color to what's around them. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was that was a nice you touch. A, um, you get a little yellow in Christian Bale's eyes, a little yeah. blue lightning from Thor, Mighty Thor. Also, I will say one of the... F- there were a lot of like kind of cheap gags in this one, and I'm here for cheap gags. I love them. So <laughs> I, un- unashamedly. But the one that legitimately surprised me and made me almost spit out my drink was when they're going to the shadow realm and what you think is a distant planet is just a small planet directly in front of them and they just hit it and i i died laughing i i I couldn't rick and morty pulled that same joke off in 2018 though you know i don't know i don't know man rick and morty did it they did and that's it's what this this felt like like Dan Harmon got to make a MCU movie, is what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, uh, just because it was quip after quip after quip. Um, but I thought another great part of this movie, a, a pro to it, was um, what they did with Natalie Portman's yeah. Dr. Yeah. Foster character. I thought it was great and well deserved because she just got tossed aside uh, <laughs> for the last two movies in the last oh, 10 years. What The yeah. original Thor came out, I think, in 2011. So Dark it was, World came out in 2013, probably, 2014? That was because Natalie Portman had, like, a bad experience, right? Making the Thor movies. I think and she said she, she like, didn't want to... It's one of those things where, like, did you break up with me or did I uh, end it okay. early, I think. I was like, they didn't really ask her back for Ragnarok or for... Uh, and they used, like, they used um, unused footage of her for Avengers Endgame for the flashback. Oh, they didn't so actually like use that. her in that? No, that was, uh, oh. that was cut footage from from dark world 
Um, so I think it was one of those like you didn't dump me, I dumped you, but it's really like we didn't want your back because we didn't know what to do with your character. Yeah. And they found uh, something to do with their character, which was fun. Um, which is great. Yeah. And I, I thought, uh, especially that scene when she's in the hospital bed and she's learned that Karen Mjolnir is stopping her from 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 beating cancer, and then she decides to pick it up at the end to to save Chris Hemsworth. I thought that was a really fun little switch yeah. of the damsel in distress. Yeah, um, it's it's the the woman who comes to save the guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was good. There was some agency in her character that you don't often get to see. And yeah. then when you get that reveal when she puts Milner down and it's not cured her, it's just putting off the inevitable. Yeah, that was a great touch, beautiful moment. So I if it's been a while since I've read the comics, but I'm ninety five percent sure in the comics, same thing happens. She gets cancer, but having the the hammer, having Mjolnir. Is like what saves her and cures her of cancer. Mm. So I was expecting that storyline, and then when it flipped it on its head of this is actually keeping you from getting better, you're going to die if you pick it up again. Um, I thought that was really really good um, for a surprise in the storytelling, but then also it made it um, it made it an honorable thing for her to do to pick it back up to to save the day at the end. Um, whereas, which is the kind of opposite of Thor, like in the beginning of Thor, the original, he was not worthy to pick up the hammer. And he yeah, needed her yeah. to become worthy for her to teach him stuff. How to be a better person, not stuff. Uh, and then <laughs> in this movie, uh, she picks up the hammer even though she knows it's going to kill her. But she does it to, for the for the betterment of all people. I thought that was a nice kind of bow tie of the story. I just can't get over them flipping, throwing, killing Russell Crowe and introducing Hercules and the freaking what was the god of the Roy dumplings Glees. or whatever? Like I just I don't Bao know. Man. Or dump, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I call him Bao because of that Disney short. But. I think that's what it's from. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. A li- a- omnipotent city, omnipotent yeah. city, omnipotent city. That was a really fun sequence. Uh, I was I, I'm never a big fan of fetch quests in movies. Sure. I'm not a big fan of them in video games either. But the, Except I loved it in Star weapon. Wars Episode Eight when they were like, hey, we're <laughs> <laughs> Huh, interesting. I thought that was the weakest part of the movie, but that, okay, we're on record now forever. <laughs> no, <intro>. no! <laughs> It'll be in the intro next week. Clearly the sarcasm had to be uh-huh. there. You had to have known let's, it. Let's, let's hope that context gets put in the intro. Um, <laughs> but... That sequence was generally really well done, and I think they put a lot of character into the gods, and, and oddly respectful, but also you get like kind of one pan over a bunch of just random gods all over the place. Yeah, and it was really interesting to see, and there was a lot of pent up energy in that scene, and then you get to see Thor's robe get flicked off, and you flick too hard. Yeah, I thought Russell Crowe's character was was really funny. I mean, obviously he's there to be, you know, an over dramatization like a hyperbole of of like what this should be i guess like what a real character would be but it yeah. also is kind of reminiscent of what thor was in the first movie and yeah. like like a little bit of that over the top like oh another like smash a glass like nobody <laughs> would actually do that but um uh, uh-huh. he was actually really funny and like the threat he gave was like you're going to be uninvited to the orgy. And he's like, that's it. You're out. You're not invited. Like, I was like, that's really funny. Like that, that's yeah. the threat amongst the gods. Like not pain, not, it's just like, nope. Sure. You're out of the party. Also, when they introduced him and Thor was like, 
I love this guy. A lot of me is based on him. Like yeah. I was cracking <laughs> up, and that's a pretty high level joke. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, the, that's why I don't know. That's why I don't know what to do with this movie, man. Because they introduce it. It's all so funny, but like, what, yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing? It, yeah, I, like I, I don't know what to think about the Zeus character. I moments I liked him, moments I hated him, moments I didn't get. When he does his little skirt flip. To walk down the stairs yeah. and then rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he does like a 16 minute flipping of his lightning bolt, and that was really funny. Um, but I do think that they understood the, the point of that scene, which was the gods are not going to help you. And Zeus like comes down to him and is like, hey, listen, buddy, you're kind of harsh and everybody's mellow. We yeah. know this thing is happening, but we're not going to do anything about it. So get out of here. Yeah. Um, I thought they hit that note really, really well. And I think that's what makes the whole scene kind of work together. But I don't know if that scene fits in a bunch of the other scenes. And I, I'm still trying to figure out, is it because Christian Bale's character doesn't work with the movie, the theme of the movie, and they have to juxtapose those two, and they didn't juggle that well enough? Or is it just too many bits? But ultimately, it just seems like a hodgepodge of different scenes that they don't feel connected enough to for a whole movie and yeah. and then maybe to your point crawford because we don't have the end game the infinity war saga storyline to fit into these crazy thor storylines are just crazy thor stories yeah this is truly and a maybe one-off that's like in a, in a bottle ep- episode for them because I mean, honestly, other than a couple nods to the Eternals and Thor Ragnarok, there's not a whole lot of other continuity between this and the rest of the MCU. And I'm sure uh, Kyle and Ryan Aaron might like disagree with me, but I, I, <laughs> first I'm off, sure I'll hear... Ryan Airy. All right, fine, Secondly. whatever. <laughs> Secondly, this is the second time we've seen the Living Tribunal in a MCU movie, <laughs> which is a big deal. We saw a statue of him in this movie. We actually saw him in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness while they were falling through dimensions. So I'd like you to take that back. Third, um, the eternity thing. Like, yeah. So, first off, kind of lame, kind of a Deus Ex Machina, uh, literally for this movie. Yeah. Literally. Secondly, in the comics, eternity just kind of shows up, like whenever like everything has gone to S and there's like no saving stuff. Yeah, and then Eternity yeah. and then like her brother who's called something else who's like no magic fix this so for them to introduce <laughs> them I'm just like oh no like wh- what are we doing yeah. and why are we doing it yeah I mean yeah. very much like the Eternals of like hey why weren't you here when Thanos showed up like and they had to throw in like a line of dialogue to thank you for smokingism in a way mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I love that uh, that's cut on by the way yeah absolutely that's I mean if nowhere else it has cut on here so but it is <laughs> It also made me kind of laugh when I walked out of that theater and was like, wait, you could go to the middle of the universe and all you needed was the Bifrost? Why didn't Thanos just do that? <laughs> or Thor do it once he got Stormbreaker. Yeah, like, yeah. did is the only... Was the Necrosword the only thing that could whisper to you, like, where it was? <laughs> Thor seemed to know where it was. He got there Pretty real quick. quick. Yeah, um, the middle of the universe or something. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've I've kind of been on the on the podium for it for a little bit. So I want to mention two things that I didn't love sure. about the movie. The first one was that, like, 
the the whole crux was we got to make it to the center of the universe and apparently everybody can get there uh the <laughs> second for my wish yeah 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 like it feels like thanos would have been able to figure that out at some point and been like hey you know what all these stones are taking a really long time i'm gonna take a shortcut and skip straight to the end the other one for me was the final battle scene well the the big battle scene with the kids and oh, all man. the monsters uh it it took me out of the movie a little bit where I was like, all right, well, here it is. But I also, again, had a fun time with it because it was kind of campy. Uh, the little girl with the bunny with lasers coming out of its <laughs> eyes, like that was really funny to me. Like I I was still able to enjoy parts of it, but still I, I kind of sat back in my seat a little bit and was like, all right, like whatever. This is kind of <laughs> stupid. That, that scene was saved because of how creative they got with all of the kid Thor's abilities. Yeah. Like, they had some really fun and cool stuff that they were all doing uniquely. Um, and I think that happens a lot in these scenes. It's like, they could so easily go wrong, but Taika Waititi is talented enough to keep it going. <laughs> if there was, like, a central, like, point of Thor Ragnarok, to me it was that it's Thor learning, my power is not a hammer, my power is the lightning and the thunder that I can use. (laughs) And then in this movie, he just, it's back to hammers again. (laughs) And so I was just kind of like, right, so, like, is it only when you have short hair you can do it? It's like a reverse (laughs) Samson thing. Like, I don't really know. Um, But I wanted to get to the mid-credit scene where they introduced Roy Kent as Hercules for, like, two seconds. Like, so fast that, like, I almost... Wasn't sure it was Roy Kent, um, which I'm super excited for because uh, I think he'll do a great job. As Short Hercules. Yeah, as I say, he, he didn't look as big as Hercules Short, looks in the comics. Short Hercules, mini Hercules, mini, a tiny Hercules maybe. Roy Hercules. There you go. Yeah, um, I think he'll do an awesome job. I don't know where that's gonna go. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't see him jumping into the middle of the next Ant-Man movie and <laughs> helping them beat Kang the Conqueror but like maybe mm-hmm. um, but it, but he's in the comics he's an adversary and a friend to Thor so I'm sure they're gonna go at it in Thor 5 and then be friends at the end and then like I don't know it's just <laughs> yeah. weird um, and then the end credit scene with uh, the mighty Thor Jane Foster being uh, inducted into Valhalla Valhalla yeah. Yeah. And with Heimdall there. Yeah. Uh, that was great. It, was that just like, so you had like a nice, you felt good about her character ending? Or is that setting up like something else? I no, don't know. You think it's that, just done? That yeah. is a, that is a, she didn't want to be here and we <laughs> needed to kill her character, but also make the like audience feel okay about it. Right, and that's how they explained it. it. Was like, don't worry, she went to Viking heaven. She's been a Viking for like nine minutes, and she went there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and she like died a warrior's death, kind of. I did love she... the scene where Thor finds Siv with like out an arm, yes. and she's like, "Let me die on the battlefield, so I can go to Valhalla." And he's like, "Ooh, ah, well, actually, you'd have to die during the battle, and it's pretty much over." So like. Ah, uh, she's like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> yes. yeah. That was funny, but then also, kind of par for the course, Natalie Portman dies yeah. after a battle, and due to cancer and not wounds that she suffered in battle, 
I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. I guess this is one of those movies I guess you should, like shouldn't think too hard about yeah. and just mm-hmm. sit down and enjoy it. But I think that's also kind of a like comedies don't have to just be like shut up and enjoy this, laugh, you clown. Like, yeah, I think comedies can still like <laughs> kind of like stimulate your brain a little bit and make you think and have some sort of coherent storytelling. But yeah. this one just mm-hmm. didn't, and I guess that's okay. One of the other yeah. things that I really liked about this. Uh, just kind of one off or notes that they did was core tell like doing the storytelling throughout like let yeah. me tell you about Thor and doing a little bit of it it sounded almost like the spider verse when they were like all right let's do this one more time i am peter park and like they do like the spider-man mm-hmm. intro and they do that like four times throughout the movie I really liked it how Kor was like, let me tell you about Thor. And it was a different Thor each time. And that was kind of fun. Directors don't often get the chance to narrate their own movie, you know? So I guess that's a, <laughs> that was a pretty cool deal for Taika Waititi yeah. to be like, I'm going to show you this and tell you at the same time. And you can't do anything about it. <laughs> All right. Strap me in. I'm here for it. My, my favorite, absolute favorite part of this movie was the dynamic between Thor and Stormbringer. Yes. <laughs> that was the funniest running gag when he's like trying to steal Mjolnir back and just to yeah. see he's reaching his hand out really, really hard and intently. And then you just see the the axe come into frame slowly. The amount of times around that him. Stormbreaker <laughs> just like barely came in slowly like this off the camera <laughs> was so fun. The timing was perfect. That, that and, was and, one of my favorite gags. Yeah, and Chris Hemsworth plays it perfectly of like, oh, oh, hello, yeah, I'm not doing anything. No, you're my favorite. I only that's an old, old friend. Old flame. Nothing there. <laughs> when he when he tickles Stormbreaker under the Dude, hammer and God. is like, I'm sorry we've been fighting. It's like that is <laughs> he's like, I think it's time for your first beer. And <laughs> mm, drink it up. I don't know, guys. Don't Kyle, know. you're not here for it? You're not I here mean, for it. Too I just far? feel like it would, it would be funny once. The seventh time when the scene goes on for five minutes, it's like, okay, I get it, Taika. I, I get more. it. It's funny. <laughs> like I wanted more. Taika left me wanting more. <laughs> wow, okay. That's wild. But I think, yeah, that's... Uh, I think that the Marvel was testing us with this one. Yeah. With, they let Sam Raimi be Sam Raimi and do all the Sam Raimi things in mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness and I thought they crushed it and then they let Taika Waititi do all of the Taika things he's ever wanted to Taika and it left me going huh okay mm-hmm. uh, and I guess that's I, but they to, to their credit Marvel's credit they let Chloe Zhao do whatever she would do on Eternals and it was great. really hit for some yeah, people so and the... some people didn't <laughs> <laughs> for Drew Allen, yeah, who loved it, was great. it, and the handsome Drew, who didn't like it. When uh, when you know. the Eternals showed up twice in this movie, I was so mad. The Celestials? Yeah. I was I, yeah. Was, I was immediately like, I hate this movie. Which, by the way, so how many movies and TV shows have there been since the Eternals? You know, Spider-Man, wow, Thor, Thor, Doctor Strange, Hawkeye, Shang-Chi, maybe? Hawkeye, Marvel, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. None of these movies or TV shows have touched on the giant flipping head and hand that came out of the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean and marbleized. Yeah. Like, so are we just like, what are we doing? We we're forgetting that, it. We're just pretending it didn't happen. I guess 
the supply and demand of marble in Earth six one six has got to be just plummeting. You say marble? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you said marble, and I was like, no, we've got plenty. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me more marble. Much. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I did enjoy this movie, Crawford. I, I feel like you may have thought that I was ragging on it earlier. I, I genuinely think this is a fun movie. I think the the things against it were just how successful Ragnarok was. Um, the fact that we don't quite have that overarching Avengers Endgame Thanos storyline for it to fit into. And then I'm not sure if they knew quite how to market the movie either. I, I don't know what I was expecting going into it. And I, I can't point to anything, any one thing this movie did wrong. Like, there's nothing that I could be like, oh, they absolutely ruined this. They absolutely didn't understand this at all. Like, even the Christian Bale stuff, it was scary and good, and maybe didn't fit perfectly when he showed up and fought Thor for the first time and lost, but it was still a great scene and scary, and all the stuff with it, the kids and the and the Shadow Realm was great and cool and interesting. Um so yeah, I mean, I I would rate this movie highly. I'm not sure it's in my top fifteen, top ten, either. But it was a fun, enjoyable movie, and I think I would argue to say you may not even need to be a huge Marvel fan to enjoy this one. Yeah, so I think grading on a curve of Marvel movies, this is not a great one. Uh, it's very okay to below average as far as the Marvel pantheon goes, but as far as <laughs> movies go. Yeah, I think this is a fun movie. Uh, I think we as moviegovers and a, uh, I don't know, an audience over the last several years have put too much pressure on movies of like, hey, if you don't make me question my reality, or you don't, <laughs> you don't make me like, you know, Change. buy into a fifteen long movie saga that's going to string me along for a decade, and I can tell my children about, then like. I don't actually care about you anymore, or if you're not a sequel to a movie I loved 30 years ago. So it's really hard <laughs> to make a movie that kind of stands alone, and can, you can just go out on a Saturday afternoon, say that was a fun time at the movies, and go home and not have to feel different about yourself. And <laughs> I feel like this movie did that. Not and be challenged yeah, in any way. Yeah, and yes, it had it had the Marvel shoulders to stand on, like it had all of its predecessors to kind of pave the way for it. So I'm not saying it didn't have a leg up, but I, I feel like in general, we've become way too critical of movies where it's like, you either must blow my mind and be the most original stuff ever, or you have to be a sequel of the most original stuff ever that came out 40 years ago. And this was like fine and fun and go see it. I don't think you have to be a big Marvel fan to go see it, which I feel like was a very important point that I'm going to make real quick before I step off my soapbox. Marvel, Very at some point, has become smart. almost uh, unrelatable if you haven't been fully invested in the cinematic universe. Sure. Like, if you're not going to watch all 35 movies, well then, pff, sorry, dude, this one's not going to make any sense to you. And it's hard for somebody who, like, you know, was like, hey, I'm a casual fan. I've seen Iron Man and, like, Captain America Winter Soldier, but not any of the other ones. This is another one you can just go see and enjoy, and it's not going to tax your brain to go, wait, who was that? Who was that? What was that nod to? Like, But if you yeah. are that person, they're, they're layered in there, and you're going to have a good time. So it 
it's bringing people back into the fold as they set up for what I can only assume is another 40 movie saga. Secret Wars is coming, I'm telling you. I'm in for Secret Wars. Bring it to me. I don't know how this movie pushed us closer to Secret Wars, but it's coming. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ryan Airy and I are sure about it. So <laughs> we can't both be wrong like we were about Mephisto, which is still tough. <laughs> Crawford. Oh, no. Crawford used one for eight hours. Drew Allen, do you have anything else? No, I think Crawford had a really intelligent point when he said that this is not a Marvel audience only movie i think that's wise beyond new year's crawford oh thank you i'm good for one of those this season once every hundred episodes oh yeah we gotta figure we're doing for episode 100 coming up soon maybe our audience could tell us what they want how could they do that kyle if you've got any suggestions that we should be doing for our 100th episode quickly approaching you can reach out to us ntpodpodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at ntpodpodcast catch you next time on not the podcast you deserve